Welcome to my virtual church family. Um, I'm very grateful that Pastor Jeff asked me to speak today uh, because this week uh, is very important for me. By the way, my name is Matthew P. John. Uh, I am the pastor of missional outreach here at Lake Avenue Church. And uh, this Saturday, I am celebrating uh, my first year anniversary at, as a pastoral staff at Lake Avenue Church. Well, thank you for that thundering applause, uh, which is reverberating in the cyberspace. Um, uh, uh, but when I look back, I'm really grateful that I got to be at this place uh, at the right time. Um, one of my fondest memories at Lake Avenue Church uh, is, was the opportunity to get to be part of what we called a week of prayer last year. And it was such an amazing experience. The church was open for uh, seven days, 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. Uh, and this whole place was soaked in prayer. Uh, and apart from that, it was an event which all members and all staff members in particular, there are a lot of people in this church working because when I used to be a church member, I always wondered, what do these people do on weekdays? They just come here and, and do something on Sundays, and what else they do? There are so many things happening in this church uh, uh, during weekdays, and all of them come together to, 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 to be in a space of prayer. Uh, and it was, an, it was an opportunity to be part of that. And then from that spilled over, uh, we had a prayer, prayer initiative uh, this year called Illumine Us, and you probably know every Wednesday we stream a prayer service from here. Um, and when we started, it was really meant to be a small group, and, but we had around 50 to 60 people. And, they, and those people in particular were very close to my heart uh, because I, I, I always have an eye for people who have an emphasis on prayer in their life. You know, there are people who always talk to me about the scripture, expositions, the Greek and Hebrew and apologetics and all that, which is great. But I always have eye for people who have an emphasis on prayer in their life. So it was so great to hang out with that little group. And as a pastor, you are all equal to me. But that group, you know, they are more equal than the others in a way. Uh, but, um, you know, by Easter, it was supposed to come to an end, and Pastor Jeff called me and said, we need to have a re-emphasis on, on prayer in our church, so we should continue this. And he gave us all these resources, you know, which is pretty much the same resource we use on a Sunday, we use, uh, uh, we use on Wednesday uh, to stream a prayer service. Um, as you know, you know, uh, pretty much all churches stream their services on Sunday. But as far as I know, at least in this, this area, Lake Avenue Church is the only church which streams a prayer service. And I'm so glad because, you know, uh, when we come to church, you know, my house is called a house of prayer, right? That's what Jesus said. So when a church is emphasizing or, or focusing, or, which has a renewed focus on prayer, then we know the church is in the right direction, you know. And so it's one thing to go for a church from a church in transition to a church in motion, 
But now we know that motion is in the right direction, which is on prayer. Now, uh, forgive me for all this long introduction. Uh, the reason I said all this is because the text which is assigned to me today is on prayer, okay? So I'm going to read the scripture, and we are going to read it together, wherever you are. Um, I'm going to read from the NASB version of Matthew chapter 7, verses 7 to 12. Matthew chapter 7, verses 7 to 12. Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and he who seeks finds. And to him who knocks, it will be opened. Or what man is there among you who, when his son asks for a loaf, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, he will not give him a snake, will he? If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father, who is in heaven, give what is good to those who ask him? In everything, therefore, treat people the same way you want them to treat you. For this is the law and the prophets. This is the word of the Lord. Do you remember your first prayer? And some of you might remember your first movie you watched, first book you read, or first song you sung. Uh, but do you remember that very first prayer you prayed? Um, I had time to think about this this week. So uh, mine was when I was in kindergarten. I was four years, four years old or something like that. And uh, there was this little girl sitting next to me. And I wanted to marry her. <laughs> I desperately wanted to marry her. Yes, I was only four years old, but I knew she was my soulmate, and I knew she was the one for me. And I remember praying, Lord, if only I could marry her. Then the next day, something happened. In the playground, we were playing tags, and this, this girl pushed me. And I fell down the stairs and, and basically sprained my ankle and kind of broke my legs. And I remember panicking, because I wanted to reverse my prayer now. Because I knew that if, he, if I marry her, God forbid, she's going to beat me up. And she was a chubby little girl, by the way, so I didn't stand a chance. So I, was, I remember the next day trying to reverse that prayer and not to marry her. And the reason I'm saying this is, you know, as a pastor, if you ask me, what is the most difficult question you get in your pastoral ministry, it is what? Many people come and ask me, I mean, this is a question I ask myself too, right? Why is God not answering my prayers, even when the request is so genuine? Why are my prayers 
left unanswered? It's a tough question, particularly when Jesus seems to give a very sweeping promise here, right? I mean, you read this. Jesus said this. This is one of the red letter verses in the Bible, right? Jesus said, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. Now, he says, everyone who asks receives and he who seeks finds and to him who knocks it will be opened. But in all your sincerity, how many of us can really say that this has been true in our life? Let us pretend that we are not Christians for a second. And can we honestly say that this scripture has been completely fulfilled the way it is supposed to mean or, you know, supposed to be fulfilled in our own lives? Well, you know, uh, there is a saying that Whenever something uh, seems to be too good to be true, it is not true, but it is not the same with the Bible. When you read in the Bible something which is too good to be true, it is still true, but uh, I always tell people, check the fine print, you know, read the fine print. You know, whenever there is this uh, very um, enticing commercials in television or, 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 in, or in a magazine, there is always a fine print which define what exactly that promise is. So I am going to read you the fine print. There is a fine print which, in which the passage in which we read. So this is it, verse 11. Jesus said, if you then being evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your father who is in heaven give, listen to this carefully, this is the fine print, give what is good to those who ask him. Huh, that's very clever. Because Jesus did not say that you will receive exactly what you ask for. He did not say that you will find exactly what you seek for. And he did not say that the exact door that you knock will be open to you. No, no, that's not what it said. The only promise is that your heavenly Father will give you what is good. The word that is used is agathos, absolute best. It is not what you ask you are going to get. I am going to give you the agathos. What is agathos? Okay, I'll give you an example. I'm going to show you a picture of a grocery list. It's not something visually appealing, <laughs> but I, uh, I, I basically found it in my collections. This is a grocery list uh, my wife prepared uh, around 12 years ago. So we used to have this, you know, in the, you know, she will put every week a plain paper in the fridge pinned with a magnet and all of us family members are allowed to write whatever we want in that grocery list. And those beautiful handwriting, line by line, is her handwriting, obviously. 
And then our kids at that time, Hannah and Emma were like, I don't know, eight or nine years old. And you, you can see their handwriting over, you know, uh, superimposed on everything Joanne has written. And they basically write three things, chocolate, cookies, and cereals. That's what they want, right? And I only write one thing. I'm not a man of many needs. I only want one thing. I only write one thing in all grocery list. And that is on the right side with the, you don't have to show it again, but, uh, you know, with the double board, I always write French fries. French fries is my favorite food, by the way. Uh, you know, it's funny. When people invite me for lunch, and they know I'm from India, and they want to be very culturally sensitive, and they want to appreciate my culture. And they say, yeah, let's go to an Indian restaurant, right? Like, you know, and I'm like, you know, I hate Indian food. <laughs> because that's why I came to America. You know, give me my French fries, right? So I, I love French fries. But anyway, that's not, the point is, the point is, when my wife gro goes for grocery shopping, she has this list and then she strikes off some of the things which are not really good for us. Chocolate is good. Cereals are, <laughs> cereals, that's what they're written, are good. And cookies are good, but they're all just carb. There is no protein. And french fries are good, but it is full of cholesterol. So she strikes down all of this and by what is agathos? What is really, really good for us? See, the kids know what they want. Daddy knows what he wants, but only mommy knows what we need. Now, that's a very important difference between what we want and what we need. See, Jesus did not promise that we will get what we want. There is this famous hymn we sing, right? All I have, want, all I have wanted, my, thy hands have provided. Is that how that song goes? No, it says, all I have needed. What is agathos? What is needed, thy hand has provided. That is the fine print. Agathos. Now, the problem, though, is what we want and what we need are deceptively similar. They look pretty much the same thing. Now, Jesus used an example. He said, if your son asks for a, a loaf of bread, will you give him something else? Will he give him a stone? Now, it's funny. And then he said, if your son asks for a fish, will you give him a snake? Now, that portrayal is very interesting. Because a loaf of bread and a stone, particularly the Middle Eastern stone, looks very, very similar. Very often, we go to God holding the stone in our hand and ask the Lord, Lord, can you give me this bread? And the Lord says, yes, I am going to give you the bread, but you are holding, Matthew, what you are asking is not, not really bread. You are asking for a stone. Because the stone and the bread look deceptively similar. 
In the same way, when I go to God and ask for a piece of fish, actually I am holding in my hand is a snake because a snake and a fish can look dangerously, deceptively similar. And Jesus says, I am not going to give you what you're holding, but I'll give you real fish. See, the problem is, very often as Christians, we go to God and we ask for what we want, and if we get what we want sometime, right, like, you know, it is like we are biting that stone. And I have seen many toothless Christians because what they are getting is not really a loaf of bread because it looks deceptively similar. And sometimes we think we are eating fish fillet, but we are actually swallowing poison. And it is important that we ask the Lord for agathos, which only the Lord knows. The prayer is something, this is why prayer is about not getting what we want, but finding what we need. Prayer is obviously about pouring our heart to God, but it is also about exploring, exploring God's heart for us. That's why it's a spiritual discipline. That is why it is tough to pray. Many people find it difficult to pray because it is where you explore the heart of God and find what is agathos for you. Now, let me complicate this for you a little bit, okay? Because uh, I am going to read the same passage, the same passage from Luke. Now, Luke also retells the same episode and in his own words. So this is what uh, he said, and I want you to spot the difference. I want you to see what, what, different, what is the difference between what Matthew said or Matthew uh, wrote about what Jesus said and Luke wrote about what Jesus said, the difference in the na- narration, okay? So this is from Luke chapter 11, verses 9 to 13. Listen to this carefully. So I say to you, ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and he who seeks finds. And to him who knocks, it will be opened. So far, so good, right? It's the same. Now suppose one of your fathers is asked by his son for a fish, he will not give him a snake instead of a fish, will he? Yeah, we heard that from Matthew. Then he says, or if he asks for an egg, he will not give him a scorpion, will he? Now this is a different illustration Jesus is using, at least what Luke heard. Now, again, if you, I've lived in the Middle East for a, for a while, and I've uh, walked in desert and all that kind of stuff, and if you see some of the desert scorpions in, in the Middle East, and they really look like, like this round balls, like it looks like egg. Again, the theme is the same, the deceptive similarity between what we need and what we want, okay? Now comes to the fine print. I want you to listen to this very, very, very carefully. This is what Jesus said in Luke eleven thirteen. If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father 
give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him. Oh, oh, wait a minute. I'm going to read that again. How much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? What in the world just happened? That's two different things. It's just suddenly the Luke became Pentecostal. Like, you know, like, like Matthew is the Baptist and, and Luke is the Pentecostal. Holy Spirit, like, what does that even mean at that passage? You know, whenever there is a dispute between Matthew and Luke, the best person to call for mediation is uh, Paul, you know. So let me read a scripture, what Paul wrote, because Paul wrote something which is actually a bridge between these two passages. So this is what Paul said in Romans chapter 8, 26. Romans 8, 26. In the same way, the Spirit also helps our weakness. Spirit with capital S. For we do not know how to pray as we should. Oh, I just don't like that verse. It insults my intelligence. It questions my ego. What do you mean that I don't know how to pray for? Tell me that I don't know how to preach, that's fine. Tell me I don't know how to write, that's fine. But don't tell me that I don't know how to pray. I learned this in Sunday school. But Paul say, or the, the, uh, the Lord says that spirit helps your weakness, and your weakness, Matthew, is that you have no idea what you have to pray for. You might be leading prayer meetings, and you might be part of the week of prayer, and you might have a PhD in theology. It doesn't really matter, Matthew, because even now, some of the things you're praying for is like praying for that chubby little girl, and she's going to come one day and push you down the stairs and break your legs if I give to you what you ask. You will walk with broken legs because you have no clue, Matthew, how to pray for. So let me teach you by giving you the Spirit with capital S. But the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groaning too deep for words. Inexpressible mysteries of God will be spoken through the Spirit with capital S, the Holy Spirit. See, the Spirit, the Holy Spirit will come into our life and give us agathos. Let me give you an illustration. You know, when I was, uh, um, it's around 20, 25 years ago, back in India, I started a small business. Um, I had a great idea and a great business plan, project proposal. I'm very good at doing some of those stuff in my corporate background. And, uh, but to start this business, I wanted to apply for a loan. And we had a good relationship with the bank, and I went to them with the business plan. And the bank manager looked at the proposal, and they liked it. They thought it was a great idea, great people behind it. And they said, we are going to approve this. Great, this is great, and we are going to be on board. But then what they did was, they did not give me the money. I was asking for, I don't know, the exact amount, let's say $100,000. I was asking for a loan of $100,000. And the bank said, great, I'm, we are going to be part of it, but we are not just going to give you, a man, give you money, but we are going to assign a counselor. 
That's the word they use, at least in India. A counselor will be part of your project, okay? And he is going to look at your proposal. So that person came, looked at the proposal, and they said, fantastic job, Matthew, but let me revise this because I have a better understanding of the industry. I have a better understanding of the bank. So he revised the bank, the proposal I wrote, and still approved the, uh, approved the, the same project. But then he decided to give, instead of $100,000, he decided to give $120,000 because he thought we could use a little more boost so that the business can really pick, pick, pick up. Now, the point I'm trying to make is my prayer or my request was for money, but the answer was a person who can give me the money. Does that make sense? So the request was for a thing, but the answer was a person who knew the agathos, what I really, really, really need. See, that is exactly what is promised in the scriptures. And if you ask me with sincere heart, I will give you the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit knows the akados, what you really need, and he will reveal it to you, and he will give that to you. That is the promise of the scripture. And that's where that, that, that both those verses kind of come together, converge their theme. The Holy Spirit who knows the agathos of the Lord. And this is something I call a Trinitarian model of prayer. I'll show you one last picture. Uh, this is, yeah, for me, this is my own depiction of what I call a Trinitarian model of prayer. See, when we pray to God... As Jesus taught us, we pray to our Father in heaven, right? Like, you know, that's what we are taught to pray. But we address the Father in heaven because we invoke the name of Jesus. Jesus is the one who granted us access. Jesus is the one who is the mediator between us and the Father. So we pray to the Father through the Son. You can see that. And then when we pray, the Father gives us the Holy Spirit. That's what Luke said. How much more the Father will give you the Holy Spirit? And then the Holy Spirit gives us the agathos, what we really need. Now you can see that kind of circle of prayer. We ask in Jesus' name to God the Father who gives us the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit who gives us the agathos. And what really happens is the more we pray, the more spirit with capital S we get. The more in relationship with the Holy Spirit, who is the tangible reality that Jesus gave to us. Jesus said, it is good that I am going because when I go, the paraclete will come and be with you forever. The paraclete, the word is translated as counselor like the bank counselor or advocate or the helper. And he will come and he will be with you forever. He will be the tangible reality in your life and he will intercede for you. The capital S spirit will intercede with the small S spirit in our own life and that is the true prayer. So the more you pray, the more Holy Spirit you get and the more Holy Spirit you get, the better you pray. See, that's a good circle. So, the one thing I want you to remember 
You can forget all my or everything I said in the sermon. But the key point I mentioned is this. The only answer to all our prayers is the Holy Spirit. The only answer to all our prayers is the Holy Spirit. Because he will come and he will reveal to you the agathos, the absolute best God has planned for you. And then, whatever you ask, you will receive. Whatever you seek, you will find. Whichever door you knock, it will be open to you because you are standing in the will of God. You are praying in the Holy Spirit and you know the Agathos because he has revealed this to you. And as I close in prayer, I wanted to talk to you from the very, very bottom of my heart. You know, I've been a Christian for a while and I've switched to ministry, you know, from my corporate career almost 20 years ago. But whenever people talk to me about the Holy Spirit, I always cringed because that's something I didn't want to talk about. Because I've seen too many misuse and abuse in the name of the Holy Spirit in Christian television, elsewhere, and you know what I'm talking about. I don't want to, I don't want to talk too much about this, but I remember when Pastor Jeff started a series on the book of Acts. I was thrilled. And one of the things he mentioned that day, and I remember he said something like this. It was kind of a joke. He said, many people here at Lake Avenue Church think that the Trinity is Father, Son, and the Holy Bible. Because they don't want to talk about the Holy Spirit. Father, and Son, Father, Son, and the Holy Bible. And it convicted me because I was one of those persons. I used to be one of those persons. And I didn't want to talk anything about the Holy Spirit because I always associated any teaching about the Holy Spirit to emotionalism. You know, the holy rollers and people running the aisle and swinging from chandeliers. And, you know, I used to kind of make fun of them even though I knew theology and I knew, you know, I was a praying person and all that. But that's when I realized, you know, whenever there is something has a lot of duplicate, that only means there is something genuine. You know, my problem with the Holy Spirit was because I saw a lot of duplicate Holy Spirit, people misusing it. But if you see a good brand, the knockoff of a good brand, you know, if you, what kind of a knockoff will you see? You know, you see Prada you know, or Gucci, or Nike, some of these big brands, only the big brands will have uh, knockoff. My, my shirt is, uh, you know, old navy or something like that, 15 bucks or something. But nobody, I don't think, make a knockoff for, uh, for old navy. I don't think so. But they would rather make for some, some very desirable brand. The point is, just because we see some kind of knockoff, it only adds to the desirability of the original. So I started praying to God. And this, is, this was exactly my prayer. You know, some of my prayers are crazy. You know, between me and God. And I, I pray to God, Lord, I don't believe any of this. I think this is a bunch of hogwash. I don't believe in this Holy Spirit teaching. I think this is all, all, all a mix up. 
But if it is really real, I want to have it. Because you said you will send a help helper. And who am I to say that I don't need a helper? Right? Because you said I need a helper. So if it is true, I don't believe, but if it is true, give it to me. I want that experience. And that was my prayer. Sometime, you know, an honest confession of our doubt is the best expression of our faith. And God loves that. And I'm not going to tell you what happened next because some of my spiritual experiences are too personal for me. But I can tell you, the Holy Spirit is a tangible reality in my life. And I live and walk and pray in the Spirit, and then the Lord really answers my prayer. And that's why I have a craving for prayer. And I'm not a pastor of prayer. Many people think that I'm a pastor of prayer at Lake Avenue Church. I have nothing. That's not even part of my job description. But if there is prayer happening anywhere, I just have this craving to go. It is not from me. Believe me, I'm not that kind of a person. I'm a very intellectual person. I'm, I'm not into this kind of stuff. But there was something driving me. And I believe that is the spirit with capital S. As the worship team comes, and they are going to lead us in a song. And I want to invite you to pray with me. Can we ask the Lord the same prayer? Wherever you are, you are at home, so, you know, it doesn't really matter. In your own privacy, can you pray an honest prayer to God? Lord, you said when you go, the Spirit will come. And if I haven't received the Holy Spirit, again, and I want you to be very clear. Don't let anybody tell you whether you have received the Holy Spirit or not. Because you have. Because unless and you have the Holy Spirit, you will never say Jesus is the Lord. So I'm not asking for something spectacular. I'm not asking some kind of gimmick. But what I'm asking today is to pray, not just to have the Holy Spirit, but for the Holy Spirit to have you. Does that make sense? It's one thing to say that I need to have the Holy Spirit. I know you have the Holy Spirit. Don't, you know, don't let anybody judge you because you haven't done something like other people have done, so you don't have the Holy Spirit. You have the Holy Spirit. That's not what I'm talking about. Only you would be the judge. Only you know whether you have the Holy Spirit or not. It doesn't matter what else anybody else say or what else you do. That doesn't, that's not the point. And I want us to pray, the Spirit, can you have me today. And whatever you are going to do in my life, whatever experiential reality I'm going to experience, it doesn't matter. You are in the privacy of home. Do whatever the Lord asks you to do and open up for that, the, the movement of the Spirit in your life. And, you know, it doesn't mean, again, again, it doesn't mean anything spectacular. But, hey, if you are at home, it is your home. If you want to swing from chandelier, it's your chandelier. I don't care. But the point is, let the Holy Spirit have you and let him manifest in you. Let him possess you. Let him channel his power through you and let him deploy you into the world as a child of God and then you will be a blessing for the world. Let's pray. Father God, when you created the universe, 
the earth was void and formless. But then the Holy Spirit was hovering over the darkness. Lord, I really, really feel that the Holy Spirit is hovering over the darkness of this world in the face of the deep. And our world is full of chaos. The world is suddenly sucked into a vacuum, into a void, into a formlessness. And nobody knows what we are doing right now in the world, oh Lord. But we see the Spirit of God hovering above the chaos. And you call order out of chaos. Let there be light. Lord, we pray that there will be light in the world. There will be light at Lake Avenue Church. There will be light in our families. There will be light in our own souls. Lord, we pray, illumine us. Illumine us. Let the light of God come. Let's reveal who we are truly made to be. And what is the true agathos, the absolute best for us? Let the Holy Spirit intercede with our human spirit so that we will know how to pray in spirit and we will channel your power to the world and Lake Avenue Church, as our, as our leader, Pastor Jeff, clearly asserted, will be a church in motion and motion in the right direction to the prayer and to the Holy Spirit. And thank you for your guidance. Come into our heart, fill our heart, possess us and live in us. Thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.